Tizo TJ. How are we feeling today, big dog? Tizo TJ. TJ is feeling bad. TJ's feeling bad. But just to, let's clear it up with our fans. You, the, the COVID thing was a joke. You don't have COVID. I don't have COVID. No, no, no. The last episode, I was getting over. We recorded that on what Sunday? A chest cold. Sign or no? It's like a sinus. It's, thing. it's actually crazy. It's actually crazy that a chest as small as yours can even be infected. I, I would. I would have maybe addressed that with your doctor. Maybe as well. if I worked on my bench and my <laughs> my curls, I would be less susceptible to mucus buildup. I mean, look, bro. It's it's something. To, I mean, we're willing to try anything at this point, aren't we? I mean, you know, you get you get to your wits end. Every, you know? Yeah, ever since I was a little kid, I always would get ear infections. Mm-hmm. You're sickly. You're sickly because you're so big. Yeah, and some some <laughs> la- some ladies in this world just want to take care of me. You know, I could fix him. I you're right. Your mom is really nice. I agree. <laughs> she's a really she's a really sweet lady, and and I'm I'm she raised you boys well. She got my tonsils um, pulled out when I was a wee lad. That's true. I got mono. I got chicken. All that shit damn sickly tj is real i was just kidding but now as we reveal your medical history it's it's sounding worse and worse are you sure are you good chief no i'm good i'm good well like i i i was i was saying all that because i've had this same like sinus infection whatever thing a billion times before and i know how to take care of it and i took care of it and it worked and i was fine and then i was like yesterday i was like i'm feeling good i got my sleep i'm gonna hit the gym and then I ate a salad from a restaurant uh, last night that I will not say because I could bring businesses down with one sentence. Um, yeah, we wouldn't want you to be. I don't know if you saw this. Lily Allen on her stories said a pizza place was shit on her story. I did not see that. And literally ha- had to like defend herself because people like, you're you're putting that. She's like, I don't care. It was bad pizza. Like, what do you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> like, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, they gave me bad shit. And I'm going to talk about it. That's just how the world works. That is how the world works. But luckily for for Lily, she's not a member of the <clears throat> L.A. food influencer community. That's true. I can't have that blood on my hands the way she seems to be totally fine with it. You know, I realized then a lot of people have told me like eating salad is is like the thing that you get food poisoning the, or like it's the lettuce like, like it's the, the gastrointestinitis right? or whatever so yeah i ate a salad you know it was it didn't taste that good anyway and i was like eh, whatever i woke up at like three in the morning just barfing mm. and then uh, i've just been kind of barfing ever since then but i feel okay now i just ate a banana i want you to get some potassium and i actually barfed a little bit too right before we got on this uh <laughs> on this great segue. podcast because i saw that um Billie Eilish has her own Air Jordan coming out that's both vegan and sustainable. Oh, no. Um and I I the only thing I could do was hurl. <laughs> I could only hurl. So there's two silhouettes. There's the one that's cool <laughs> and the one that's bad, right? There's like a neon green kind of like Yeah, that's how these corporations make everybody do a shoe collaboration. Like, we'll give you the one you want, but you got to take a shot at this garbage we got sitting in the archives as well. Maybe. Billie is no is 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 no different than the rest well i think she might be I, the because there's the two well i think one of them appeared to just be like a regular kind of uptown mm-hmm. situation i could be wrong and that's i feel like that's maybe like the the safe bet for doing a jordan collab did you already text phineas to get the 17s in both Finn knows. i put out the Finn signal um <laughs> i think he's just like in the studio right now or whatever like he usually gets back to me pretty quick yeah he has bad re- he has bad reception in the studio i know that it's uh it's i got bad reception in the treehouse you know how it is like we don't like devices <laughs> but then the other one is like the the real busted ass jordan one that only like 
Edgar's wear. We call it a Team Jordan. But I think that one is super sick, and it's kind of a muted of gray you tone. You know, because with a Jordan, kind of all like your Jordan skin right now. <laughs> uh, all Jordans are uncool, no matter what Jordan. No, it is. deeply, deeply. That's uncool, just what it is. Uncool. But so that's why you pick out the the ugliest, stinkiest, nastiest, dumbest looking ones, because at least it's funny. Do you think she chose the shoe based on what would look good with baggy shorts? Like, do you think that was the number one criteria for for picking the silhouette? Chris, you clearly didn't listen to her new album where she has a heartfelt song about this very subject matter. Chris, have you heard this song? No. I, I, is it about you're saying she has a, a Dicky Shorts takedown? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually deeper than that, Chris. <laughs> oh, damn. I love when stuff gets deep. Tell me more. I don't know if you're ready for to go this deep, but it's yeah, it's it's about like. You know, the way that people feel the need to comment on like her body, the way it looks, the way it's shaped, the clothes that she wears. I'm not com- I'm not commenting on her body or her shape. I'm commenting on her love for shorts. And I think certain Jordans look better with big shorts than others. That's, I mean, put me in jail if that's the problem. Some J's are better than others. I had to listen to, yeah, I mean, yeah, some <laughs> J's are better than others. I mean, between... Between this and the dusty-ass Fuji's reunion, it's been a tough morning for me. Yeah, the Fuji's reunion... Who needs money? All of them? No. I know Wyclef and, and Pra... Like, they've been scamming for years. Wyclef has money, and then didn't... Pra, yeah, Wyclef should be good. I think Pra's, like... He did some real gnarly shit. I forgot what it was, though. Like, I don't know. He either did, like, really good stuff or really bad stuff. Like, he either, like did like some type of fraud um, for like fundraising activities or he actually did do like really good fundraising and it's just been too long. <laughs> you just can't, you to just know can't which remember one. Which one. <laughs> I can't remember if he was a criminal or if he gave money to charity. It's one or the other, but I just can't really put my, put my finger on it. And that's bad. That's bad. And I blame the internet and social media for that. The news cycle. Of course. It's a shame. It's a shame because, uh, you know, I, you listen to those old Lauren Hill songs. She's got honey in her voice. She's so do you talented think, though, and she's do you think, though, so that, troubled, you know? Do you think a single one of these shows will actually happen? It's a 12-city tour. It's starting tomorrow in, in New York in a secret location. Do you think a single show will happen where all three of them... <laughs> it starts are, tomorrow. Yeah, do you think all three of them will be on time and perform for one full show out of 12 or do you think that's impossible? Like, if their tax attorneys are there and present, I think they might get, be able to get them on stage. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the the head of the IRS introduces them. <laughs> the head. Uh, what's your what's your oh, what do you do, sir? I'm the head of the IRS. Yeah, but that's a real that's a real thing. I mean, it is know. a real thing. Somebody has to run that beautiful organization. Love those guys. I guess there. it really. I, I guess it really starts Chicago on November second. Um, sh- Chicago, by the way, the How Long Gone show in Chicago at Shuba's is sold out. Ooh, um, so suck on that, Pros. Suck on that, Wyclef. Yeah, Wyclef. Yeah, Why don't, you, you'll be gone till November, <laughs> is what I heard. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. But uh, yeah, so it's kicking out. But I think they're doing like a surprise show in New York tomorrow to kind of you know mm-hmm. grease the wheels, a warm up, a dress rehearsal, Knock if the you will. cobwebs out. So this is the uh, file for extension. 2021 tour is that what this is called (laughs) exactly exactly can we work out a payment plan 2021 there's nothing wrong with the payment plan just you want to make sure you get ahead of it and stay on it i look i agree i look i hate the irs and i love to pay them on time quarterly and also monthly Mm -hmm. you know that's how i i just pay the irs every day 
You know, I just, I just, it's like, you know how your bank will just round up, you know, and give the money to charity. I actually mm-hmm. do the round up, but it all just goes to the IRS. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't even want to, I just would, I, I prefer it that way. You know what it's I mean? It's worth it for all these good roads that we got here in Cali. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that sick ass healthcare. Unfortunately, I have to go to the BMW dealership to take my car in for a little checkup because there's so many lights on after <laughs> I left it for a month. Shit looks like a damn Christmas tree yeah, on the dashboard. I'm pretty sure your car had the check engine light the day you drove it off the lot. I, I, I it's recall. crazy. Easy, but bro. I was like, eh, it's not my car. What am I going to do? I mean, I don't care about any of this, but it's saying the tire, like I inflate, I put air in the tires and then it said, you can't, you can't go over 80. There's no air in the tires. Oh, I'm like, all right. Your whole, well, your whole I sensors is, is tweaking. Is that what you're saying? My sen- my sensors are tweaking. It seems like, so I have to go to the, the Beverly Hills BMW dealership for a quick, a quick check. What happens when you buy these Nazi sleds? There's always something wrong with them. You get a nice Kia. Get a nice Ford. Yeah, you're right. I know. No, when I get the two, no next car I'm getting is a is a 2024 uh, suburban, full full size blacked out American Muscle. Okay. Or maybe a Tahoe suburban, maybe Tahoe, maybe Yukon. Which one can I mount a gun on the easiest? Do you think gun? I mean, depending on what caliber, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't sleep on the. Um, What's which that was that the uh, the navigator the navigator has some good mounts on oh, it. Oh, I forgot about the navigator. I think the navigator. I, I think Fat Joe's actually selling one on Facebook Marketplace. It already <laughs> so, has the yeah, fifty cal <laughs> mounts on it. It's I mean it's ready yeah, to go. It's, it's ready to go. It's ready to go. Like it's, it's you drive it off the lot and you need to literally do nothing to it. It's like so sick. I hate. I'm just so sick of running errands. All I want to do is work. You know, and it's just there's always an errand to run, Jason. It's car ownership is the pits, bro. It's tough, man. I'm sorry. These are the problems that you got when you trade in your Metro card for the for the key fob. <laughs> it's true. And it's push to start. Chris, we need to just <laughs> quit quit all this messing around. Quit playing games and get a Tesla already for Christ's sake. I'll I'll probably get a Tesla next time unless I want a real car. Um but I I can't decide. I mean, you know, I have no problem supporting You already uh, have a life partner, so it doesn't matter if if women think you're a pussy, I don't think I don't think Teslas think I don't think it makes you look like a pussy. I just think it's like a lot. I don't want to plug it in. I, I don't know. know. It seems I like know. I got to buy some extra stuff to do. Yeah, that. you know what that I mean. That part is an issue when you um you know depending on where you live and at some a lot every day I there's a new place that has a new mount already built into it though you know so by the time your lease runs out maybe it won't be so hard, Chris. And I'm sure there's lots of great supercharging stations over there on hollywood boulevard where you live nasty ass hollywood. yeah Ugh. well i told you when i pop into sephora they they usually they keep it up front for me at that at that sephora but and the guy the, in the, the joker um, costume comes in plugs it in for you <laughs> yeah. and then michael jackson walks yeah. <laughs> your fucking windshield clean michael jack michael jackson actually checks me out the marshals right there when i'm getting when i'm getting socks so uh-huh. it's a little it's, it's kind of a it's a win-win for everybody, really, if you think about it. So a small business ecosystem fool. I love I love supporting small businesses if they're on a two-block radius of Hollywood Boulevard. What Muji store you work at, fool? I did suffer through. Um, I had to listen to uh, the Brilliant Idiots podcast, and they were talking about the Met Gala. Mm. And it was truly insane to listen to those two idiots talk about clothes. Like the two <laughs> worst-dressed guys on earth talking about clothes and how celebrities are so stupid for going to that. Was it was it cool at least? Was it like was it like art? No, of course it's not cool. Uh, no, of course not. Like what well, I like is it, it wasn't I mean I guess I should say was it so bad that it was good or was it just pure bad? They were both well they were both they were both boasting about how if they got invited they would just turn it down. 
and shit. I was like, "That's fucking swag." First of all, bro, they're not they're not bringing YouTube comedians to the to the Met Gala. Like that's like you have to wear shoes that aren't Yeezys. So I think that might be. Do a any comedians get invited? Did Chappelle get invited? You think? He wouldn't go, obviously. They're not hot. They're not hot enough, bro. Comedians are ugly. We saw Dan Levy's outfit, <laughs> except for Chris Lee, the hottest comedian on earth. Because when you when it when you when you pull up in a G wagon and you got the skinny G stars on with the fucking Yeezys mm-hmm. and you got jokes, bro, that's crazy. That's crazy. And he would kill it. He would be a fashion killer at the Met Gala if he was allowed <laughs> to leave the state of California. But right now, he's got. All types of things going on with the yeah, court system. Yeah, he's, he's a little, he's a little, but I think he's back to podcasting. Thank God, because they can't stop you from doing this no matter what. You can podcast from jail. I know. I mean, I might stop at any moment during this podcast to do a number three. That's vomiting in the master bath, <laughs> in the master bath. So over, we're we're still cracking the whip. TJ stops for nothing. I suddenly have my snapback exactly. stomach right now. I'm feeling yeah. I, I actually I actually I didn't want to tell you this on the mic because I feel like it could incriminate me. But I did poison your food so that you would lose a little weight before the tour. So I'm sorry, but but you're welcome. Desperate inseams call for desperate measures, is what you say. Exactly. Your inseams looked at me and they were sweating. They were they were they were hurting, and I was like, I need. When to I went to the gym. After coming back, I, I popped on the scale at Dunox and I, I, I gained five pounds just off top. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Yesterday, was it yesterday or two days ago? It was yesterday or two days ago when I was at the gym. I went to the gym every day this week since I got back. Yeah, you, you stretched. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Come on, bro. I was I was dealing with, with all kinds of ailments. I was, I was do you know what? I was back <laughs> on my bullshit. Turkish get-ups. Suck my Oh, dick. okay. That's good to Suck hear. Now, dick, now. Yes. The heart rate was up. I will suck your dick if I see you perform a Turkish get up. <laughs> That's dead ass. No, no problem for me. <laughs> and you suck good too. But <laughs> and then I went on the last time I was on the scale one or one or two days ago. Boom, the five was down to 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 one pound. I only I, wow. I already dropped four lbs. Damn it, we're probably back. We're probably uh, we've probably we're probably down below that now oh, after yeah, all yeah, this yeah. chunking. After yeah, yesterday I didn't chunks. eat any food except for a salad for dinner. Threw that up. And I can't keep water down, so your boy could be perfect. You know, I could be lighter than when I left for Italy. That's that's actually good. That's great. So look, so your job here is done. We should introduce our podcast guest today. I want to talk to our guest today about bodies, since he's such a sports head. Okay. You know what I mean, I want I want to talk about how I can get in that LeBron shape. Uh, Alex Wong is a writer. He covers a lot of basketball stuff. Uh, he's written everywhere, GQ, New York Times, etc. But he's got a new book coming out called Cover Story. Uh, the NBA and modern basketball is told through its most iconic magazine covers, oh. um, which is a pretty interesting uh, way to way to do a book, I think. Um, and it's especially we're talking about slam. I'm talking about slam. I can't wait to go through. I mean, just the, all the awful looks that were on the cover of a basketball magazines in the 90s and 2000s alone. From the 99 um, and 2000. Some of them yeah, were we good, can do it. Some of them were good. Do you Some think? Of them do you think? Like a fine wine. Do you think Birdman was ever on the cover of a basketball magazine? I feel like he might have been. Birdman, the rapper. Because that was also the nickname of a basketball player, too, Chris, I think. But we'll get into that with our guests. So uh, let's give him a nice little NBA-style zoom. (laughs) Alex, what's good, baby? How are you? What's going on, guys? Really excited to be on this podcast. One of my favorite podcasts. Okay, go on, go on. What do you like about it? What do you like about it? Yeah, what's your favorite part besides me? Well, you know, besides CB, you know, hating on everything... And, uh, you know, me connecting with Chris because, like, we're both divorced. Oh, and, and, you know, we have a love of 
Uniqlo, uh, okay. you know, Jason as well. Jason, I know we have a shared love for Asian girls and uh, a dry sense of humor as well. So no, no, I like I like just like um, compiling like maybe Wong, my motherfucker, five man. or six episodes at a time, and just when I drive to see my parents, um, just just kind of blasting like five six episodes in a row and just kind of catching up on your lives. Okay, do your parents live in Muskoka, bro? Two hours? That's, that's a lot of podcasts, dog. Where are you going to? First that's of all, a- I listen to them at like. Two and a half speed or whatever, you know. Two and a half speed. Oh, you're one of those guys. You're one of those. No, not freaks. two and a half. I'm exaggerating. I lie a lot. Uh, that's one not and good half for speed. the Asian stereotype. Just to let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Not- I hope I hope someone I hope someone fact checked my book. No, but um, <laughs> no, one and a half speed. But but like you know, three three four episodes. You know, I get stuck on the highway. So you listen to How Long Gone on Chipmunk mode? Yeah, yeah. No, I so I um. I drive. A, I don't even know if I want to admit to this, but but I drive a 2001 Honda Civic. <laughs> Um, that that i got in high school because like i don't drive i usually don't drive like i live downtown in toronto like mm-hmm. but my mom recently bought a new car and she was like yo which lexus which lexus get- did she get don't chris chris come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on yo guys come on man a lot, lot's been going on this year um no but um but uh so i got the car she, she's like we're gonna get we're gonna get rid of this car I'm, I'm like listen i got a parking spot in my condo like i'll take the car yeah so so I'm, i've just recently started to to, to drive again so I, I just uh there's a cd player in there mm-hmm. like like there's not even a bluetooth function i don't think yeah so so i just put on my airpods and listen to you guys and, and i actually grabbed some cds recently from my parents and i know cb you love 90s hip-hop like i was blasting that sound bombing too the other day in my car it was it was so great oh uh, alex my comrade my comrade so you're saying your 20 year old honda you don't you don't think it has bluetooth <laughs> In, in my town? <laughs> You're not uh, sure. No, it definitely doesn't. Yeah, okay. it, yeah it, it definitely. My my nephew was in, my nephew was in my car the other day, and and he's like I don't know, he's like eight, and then like he was because the windows are roll up, like they're roll up windows. We, like, we didn't like, get the so, we so didn't he, get the Honda Civic EX, is what it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> so so he, he like actually made fun of me to my sister, and I found out like three days later. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was laughing at you when he got home, and I was like, wow, I thought I was the coolest uncle. I, I guess not. <laughs> uncle yeah, Alex so drives a good. goddamn bucket, drives a goddamn <laughs> Home, De- Home Depot bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Man. I told my mom if the car just dies, like I'm just gonna leave it on the yeah. highway. Donate like, it to Canadian NPR. Point. So I mean, because like a parking spot in Canada, in like a metropolitan area, those are kind of hard to come by. They're a little pricey. I, I mean, I know in some places. So the parking spot is definitely worth more than the car, right? Oh, for sure. I think my mom told me we, we couldn't even get fifty bucks for the car <laughs> if, if we were to drop it off. <laughs> So, so I'm just kind of running out the street. Honda Civics, yeah. those things fucking run, bro. That's a that's like a Toyota truck. You can't kill them. It's a tank. No, no, it's got like 250,000 kilometers, miles, whatever it is. And not even. Canada. And let's not let's not forget about those brutal Canadian winters that it's lived through. I hope it was garage. Yeah, yeah, that. it was garage. My dad, my yeah, my dad told me last week I gotta I gotta make sure I get winter tires on them. I'm trying to not to add any cost to this right now. Like I'm just trying to drive this <laughs> yeah, car yeah, for like yeah, free. You know what I mean? I want to dump a ton into my fifty dollar car. <laughs> You're like I'm good. Yeah, also, it's like, hard I'm to get the to... snow tires on when when the Civic is is lowered so lowly. You know, <laughs> that's a good point. We got a scraper on our I'm just, hands. I'm just sure. trying to run out the string, man. Honestly, no, I fuck like... with that, bro. I fuck with that. <laughs> yeah. So, are there any hookup stickers on the back? What's the sticker story? No, no, no stickers. No stickers. Just a a bunch of like cigarette burns from my friends, like on on the on the front seat. From you like, don't have a single cannibal years. ox. You don't have a single cannibal <laughs> ox sticker next to the license plate. <laughs> 
maybe people under the stairs. Uh, RIP, um, RIP, burn yeah, one for the gods. Yeah. Okay, did you paint the spoiler or did you just leave the carbon fiber kind of nude? <laughs> no, no, no. So I, I, I know, I know there's a, I know there's like an Asian stereotype that like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Alex. I, I've never heard of I that. I fucking really. hate, I fucking hate cars. My, my friends used to go to car shows. Remember when like import models was a big thing, like car import models like they would show up go to show still it's it's still every day bro i'm from orange county <laughs> oh, okay 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 sorry sorry i didn't know life had passed me by no like, <laughs> you haven't seen jason's yeah. explore page lately i guess but i got a lot what, of, i got exa- a lot of centerfolds a- in, pinned up in the garage <laughs> if you know what i mean the old battle axe doesn't like it but you know it keeps me an honest man <laughs> Is uh is is Tila Tequila still in that scene? Is is that her name? <laughs> Tila Tequila yeah, turned I, into like a flat earther QAnon person. Like yeah, like like okay. Kyrie yeah. Irving, uh, I believe. Like off the reservation, like full gnarly ass. Yeah, she lost it, yeah. but I think she also though. I think she um she did get her start in the in the the mm-hmm. hot import nights world. That's how I discovered her talent. <laughs> That's, That's I, I wasn't she in one of the first Fast and Furious movies? Or am she I may have been. Before? That may have been one of your fan fictions. I don't know if that yeah. happened for real, <laughs> but, but, but it's but, but that fan fiction involves I know MC Jin was in one. Yeah, that's right. Um oh. Ja Rule too, right? Do I have Ja Rule? I feel no, like Ja Rule. No, in... I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They love to have a they love to have a they love to have a big guest cameo in the in the franchise. I've never seen a single one of those movies though, if I'm being honest. And that's not because I'm a snob, it's because I don't care. Doesn't that doesn't that technically make you a snob? One could make that argument. No, no, I do. No, I mean there's there's a don't care and there's a adamantly uh oppose i understand the appeal completely and there i understand why they make a lot of money uh r.i.p paul walker um but i just don't it just doesn't that's not that doesn't get me going that doesn't get my butt in the seats of the of the chris i got one word i got one sentence for you from the mouth of rihanna shut up and drive (laughs) god damn it what is your what's your popcorn order at the at the local multiplex? Do you do you put Don't the, trigger me like this, Chris. Don't trigger me like this. You know I had a bad Not you big guy. Alex Alex, do you put the ketchup powder on it? You you can tell us the truth. No, no, no no powders, man. Just just lots of butter. Lots of butter, that's it. Another funny story, speaking of uncool to my nephew. So I took him took him to to a movie premiere recently and uh, premiere? bought this big 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 bag of pop- for the new Marvel movie, uh, Shang Chi. I-, I know you're a big oh, yeah. Marvel head. Uh, uh, I thought yeah, I thought I you Marvel. went to like a TIFF premiere, but you're just talking about you just uh, you just went to a little kid movie the day that it came out. Got it? Okay. Yeah, I'm not on that <laughs> level. Come on. Um, I don't know. We just um, met Alex. So 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 we went, and obviously I got this big bat, this big bag of popcorn. You know, again trying to be the cool cool uncle but then when i when i gave him the hand sanitizer uh, right before i accidentally squirted some of it into the popcorn so in the middle of the movie he's like yo this tastes he's like this, this part of the this part of the bag tastes kind of sweet so then i grab it and taste it i was like damn i guess we've been eating sanitizer oh, for a little bit. uncle but, alex yeah but but you know i know kids 5 to 12 don't have their vaccines yet hopefully soon so maybe that'll that'll protect that's them a good already. point actually yeah you probably you probably save this little guy's life he might he might think you're a hater but you were really just trying mm-hmm. to save his life yeah you'll thank me later boy that's what you said this honestly like that like if i was a writer for curb your enthusiasm like that is like a bona fide, like approved scene for an episode, like a you know some type of COVID related episode of of Curb. Squeezing the hand sandy into there instead of the <laughs> hot butter, boom, boom, yeah. boom, and, burner, burner. and then uh, and then hopping into my Civic and driving them home while bumping like a High and Mighty featuring Mo's death. Yeah, that's, uh, and you have to make your eight year old nephew kind of do a little push to start. Give it a little push. <laughs> Give it a little push just to get it going. <laughs> 
was that movie good? Did you did you see it just to support the representation, or are you a fan of the Marvel franchise? I, I like Marvel, but I, I consume Marvel in a way that I consume, like, like I'm sure you guys have seen all the hype about, like, Ted Lasso, right? <laughs> like, all these kind of mainstream yes. properties. Trust me, I know you got thoughts. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I watch it, but I don't have, like, an opinion of it. Mm-hmm. It's just a good just way there. for me to kill two hours. It's a good way for me to kill half an hour. Mm-hmm. When I see all the discourse, I'm like, why are we talking about a show that probably doesn't deserve these conversations. So to answer your question, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I enjoy all the Marvel movies. Um, like I don't, I don't kind of criticize them. Like I understand that they're mostly honestly for kids. Yeah. And yeah. obviously it's, it's billion dollar franchise. So like I enjoyed the movie for what it was. Um, it's, it's not one of those things where I'm like, wow, yes, I am happy. There uh, obviously is a Asian American, Asian Canadian, actually, oh, um, you know, Lee, you guys are getting greedy. Yeah. It's not something where I'm like walking around. It's not something where I'm walking around like, <laughs> puffing my chest out i think it's great i just i just think we don't need it's to have cool that to see yeah we don't need to have that same conversation like all the time it's probably more it's probably more influential to like my nine-year-old nephew mm-hmm. of course well that's who it's for you're right yeah to see that at that age for intelligent adults like us the the less we talk about it and the more we just do it the more it will become normalized and not like a novelty thing like oh are you guys gonna go see the asian marvel movie it's just gonna be like yeah and i, and I got friends movie. who like want to talk to me about problems that they have with like the third act of the movie and i'm like yo i'm not trying to break this down you know? like, <laughs> it was cool like like a yeah, bunch like, of dragons showed up in the third act like what do you expect it's marvel like, <laughs> yeah don't, you know, don't, cool. send me, don't send me your script notes, Chief. I'm all good. Like the dragon I sequence I was a little weak. Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't. I don't need like the letterbox review or whatever of Marvel movies. You know what I mean? Right. No, I like your philosophy so far, Alex. People try to intellectualize those movies because they are for kids and they want them to be for adults. I think that's what it is. They're like, I paid to see this and I watched it, so I need to talk about it like it's a you know it's a award winning cinematic masterpiece. And, you know, that's a, that's a waste of everybody's time. Even Jason. Yeah. Marvel dick stays dry. You know what I mean? No, nobody's <laughs> no, sucking Marvel dick. It's, it's dead ass only, true. Only on your birthday. It's the, it's the cause dawes of a cinematic, cinematic universe. It's, it's really <laughs> but, true. Um, I honestly go, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I go just to see those scenes that they always do post-credits. Because I get super hyped about those. Because they always do, like, a post-credit scene. Mm-hmm that sets up like the next movie and oh i didn't know i didn't know this was a thing okay yeah i grew up reading comic books um even like i grew up in hong kong so i read a lot of like manga watched a lot of anime Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and that's what marvel's doing you sound like a lot you sound like a lot of my white friends if you know what i'm saying yeah 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 anime's become a huge thing Mm -hmm. Um, yeah you got i bet you got some i bet you got some folders on your computer that you keep locked if you know what i'm saying (laughs) this is daddy's manga no no, no. No, this is daddy's special (laughs) manga Man, I didn't know CP CB knew about hentai. Yeah, I, 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 it, we, we gotta start calling him CP, by the way. Let's move on. <laughs> I I know a lot about I, I don't know a lot about it, but I know that it's a thing people are really interested in. But I feel like that stuff also is something I'm not aware of that is a giant industry that makes so much money. All of the con- magna all that stuff is like so big. I mean, I don't even know yeah. where do you even go cop that? Do you are you buying online? Or you got to go to the store. No, I mean, all that stuff is pretty... Because, like, they've by now, they've translated most of the big properties in, into English. So, like, you can buy that at any of the bookshops, right? Like, like if you if you shop at Jeff Bezos, Amazon... The White that, Strike yeah. again. The White Strike again. They, they fucking... Yeah, Whites, too. But, like, anime <laughs> and, like, manga, that kind of inspiration, like, it's, it's seeped into hip-hop a lot, too. Right? Yeah, no, for sure. No, absolutely. I don't really... I don't yeah. understand... Yeah. I guess I've, I'm not exaggerating when I say that I've never owned a comic book. 
and like that yeah. i don't know why we, we believe that chris i mean i just don't but it's, it's but i also never played video games like we never had a video game system growing up either and it wasn't like my parents were anti it's just like we didn't have it there was never a discussion about it i never liked video games just because honestly they were just too hard like like once you move past like mashing two buttons at like an arcade like playing Street Fighter or whatever You're like out. like when I I remember my friends like play like Resident Evil mm. and you know like Final Fantasy and you have to actually like pull up these like strategy guides yeah, yeah I remember yeah. kids at kids in computer class were like printing off two hundred pages <laughs> of them and I was like this isn't fun like I just want to play like NHL ninety four you know Hell score yeah. five goals and then just there we go now Resident we're Evil his... dick doesn't get sucked either does it Alex <laughs> yeah he's getting Alex is in his <laughs> NHL ninety four you do that little that that little triple deke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't use the exactly. Jason. Don't use the one hockey term you know with our Canadian guests. Don't do that. He you learned that from Mighty Ducks too. I, I was doing fucking NHL '94 deeks on the Sega Genesis till my fucking eyes bleed four in the morning. That shit on mute. I'm just just swerving fools with my Messier. I mean, you're in, obviously you're on record as like a basketball expert, but are you are you? Also a man of the hockey arts. He's Canadian. Are you a puck? Alex, are you a puck bunny? I'm not. I'm not. I actually hate. Um, actually, I don't know if I should. Yeah, I'll say it. I actually hate like the. I actually hate like the Leafs fan base. Your days are you numbered. Know, oh, Maple Leafs fan he's base. coming. Damn, here, here, you better here, watch out. You better not go down to the Eaton Center, bro. You might get fucking yeah. shot up. You know what I mean? You got to be careful there. Chris, yeah, Chris knows. No, I, I got a story, man. So like, <laughs> um, again, again, a shame to admit this because because I know Chris, you hate people uh, who wear sports jerseys, but like, uh, <laughs> there was one time I wore a, a Wayne Gretzky uh, L.A. Kings jersey mm-hmm. out, oh, out you, to a oh, bar. You, oh, you can't. The great one. Bro. Nothing wrong with the great one. And people, and and, and, and like, I'm not trying. I'm not going to turn you know how long gone to a hockey podcast but like very quickly like <laughs> gretzky screwed the leafs out of making the stanley cup finals yes. back in 93 like there's a lot of bad blood there mm-hmm. and i actually had two guys at, at this bar threaten to kill me so like when you when you're making the eaton center joke this guy was sitting at the other end of the bar like 40 50 years old i love how i'm saying that i'm 37 so i guess he's around my same age as i am now but like um he was like yo i'm gonna fucking kill that guy like 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 he actually if he caught me outside probably would have killed me Damn. and i've never worn that jersey again like like i just that's what i'm talking about when i say like it's a very toxic environment here yeah. when it comes to hockey fans it's like yo i just like the black and silver color like that's why i wear most of the sports stuff just for the colors now i'm not trying to wear hockey jerseys now my age i guess but like whenever i wear my purple bandana on on crenshaw on 180th street i'm like i'm not on grape street i just love purple i just love this yeah no but exactly jason good enough this is the exact comp but it's like you shouldn't live in a city that's so obsessed with hockey where you can't go out in just a random hockey jersey. No, that's True. pretty. But that's, that's like the environment. There. And they suck. They haven't won. They haven't won in like I don't know how many years. So like it's since like 1950s, 60s this, or something. This ain't like a game. This ain't a game, bro. This ain't a fucking game. And you need to. That's why you almost caught fade, bro. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> I wish you would wear that jersey again, bitch. What kind of local bars are you frequenting in the downtown Toronto in the GTA? Where where what kind of spots are you hitting? Anything I need to know about? I'm trying to see because I feel like I haven't been out in like two years. You ain't uh, been out, but you say you live. You say you live downtown. You mean like downtown, like financial district shit, like downtown? Have you or been like, like quarantining or something? I live by the baseball stadium. Oh yeah, down, down, down. Like right near the yeah, right yeah. near the Billy, the little airport. My favorite, the Billy Bishop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where I take the PJ. That's where I land. You know, if I'm coming for a quick thing, if I'm coming to go to see Drake, <laughs> I'll, I'll fly there. Yeah, his quick thing is a optometrist appointment. Just to clarify. <laughs> It's not a it's a it's a quick but, thing, not a quick 
ting. Yeah, yeah. Bars, random bars. I, I like this hole in the wall. Um, it's it's by a, a queen, Queen Svedina called Wide Open. It's literally just a hole in the wall. It's it's a that's good a good name. For, that's a good name for Wide Open is a good name for a bar. All right, guys, we're getting two regional Toronto. Unless you're from Toronto, so- this is this. We're not gonna talk about Bar Isabel. You know? We we have we can like, talk about Bar Isabel. I love yeah. I've been to Bar Isabel. Oh yeah. Oh wow. now Jason cares because we're talking about food, even though he threw up all night. Don't worry, it was mid. It was mid. Nice wine. <laughs> Toronto's got good food spots though. I mean, I- I'm sure That's you get it. I had some very nice pho. I want to go to the what's yeah, yeah. the what's the Asian mall spot out out in the suburbs? Pacific Mall. Yeah, I've never been to Pacific Mall. That's where I'm trying to go. Okay, you got to go to Pacific Mall because the second floor is just a food court. And yeah, Chris it's, loves it's amazing. Chris loves flavors of the Orient. I do love the flavors of the Orient. That's good. I mean, I'm not a big, <laughs> yeah. you know, kryptonite. When I go to my local, my local Thai restaurant, I do have to ask for mild. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the yeah. heat, and the waitress likes to laugh at me, Jason at Hoika, mm-hmm. um, because she, I think she's laughing because she can look at me and tell that I want it mild <laughs> before I say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, you should. You should Google. Hey Siri, how do you say no shit Sherlock in Taiwanese? <laughs> I I know. Taiwanese in Thai. <laughs> no, no, I'm not a big spicy guy too, man. Um, like I go to this place called Indian Roti House with some of my friends and they always make fun of me because I'll tell her, I'll tell the lady at the counter specifically, like, please make mine mild. Like, like I just, I just, there's a certain level where like, I just want to enjoy my meal, you know? I, yeah. I don't want to sweat through this. I don't, I've seen TJ sweat too yeah. many times, mm-hmm. like w- mid bite. I just don't get the, I don't understand the joy in that. I used to be a real spice puss, but now I, I in older <laughs> age, I have become a, a, a heat seeker. We've talked about this before, but I, I am starting to crave the heats and the, the flavors as I've gotten older. I don't know what that means. What's your preferred heat? Like what, what kind of heat though? Like hot wings or like red pepper flakes i like a i like a rounded flavor of a habanero chile chris what are you putting i also i also really like um szechuan yeah i like szechuan i like to get nummy yeah we got a little gummer i like to go nummy on the szechuan szechuan spice i'm okay with you know with a with a plate of noodles and rice yeah the green peppercorns that are more numbing than hot and then they have the red ones that are more hot than numbing if you could find a way to delicately bounce we call that delicately bounce we call that christmas style we call it Christmas style in the Christmas, Southwest. Christmas style. We call it Christmas style in the Southwest. So you, you're saying, Alex, you're saying, you, when did you move to Canada from Hong Kong? So I was, I was six years old okay, when okay. I moved. Yeah. So, so I, I've been there for a bit. Um, I got my name Alex from a Sega Genesis game called Alex Kid in Miracle World. I still remember we were in our Hong Kong yeah. apartment and my dad was like, we're moving to Canada. I was like, okay. And then he's like, I'm <laughs> filling out this form for elementary school. You need to pick an English name. So I just picked the main character of the game that I was playing. And you're like, thanks for letting me know now, dad. Jeez. You got to pick your own name, though. That's pretty cool. I, I When I change my name legally, you know, I, it's, <laughs> I'm going to be 40. It's not quite the same. But, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about changing Jason's name legally to them jeans without him knowing. Do you think there's a way I could do that, Jason? Is there a way I could go down to the courthouse maybe it would have to be some type of weekend in bernie's scenario (laughs) where you get me in a k-hole and you you and another kind of a big enforcer style bruiser guy who can hold up a a brawny fellow like me Mm -hmm. and then i'll put some big old sunglasses on maybe those vetmont with the spikes on it yeah and you just grab my hand and i do all the signatures for all the paperwork and then i'll be them jeans i feel like jason goes by tj anyways like i feel like everybody calls him yeah i should if if my name was just changed to tj stewart then i would be like a, a mid-level nascar driver <laughs> that's exactly what it sounds like 
<laughs> or like a contestant on Big Brother who gets knocked out like second. <laughs> TJ Stewart. Yeah. T- T- yeah, TJ Stewart is a yeah, he's he's a middle management middle manager from Iowa City, but you know, he's um he's looking for love on the Bachelor season. It has 20. the same flow and rhyme scheme as BJ Novak, TJ Stewart, four syllables. It? That's true. And BJ Novak is a I mean, we know he's a known stick man. It's it's not a bad it's not a bad you know path to follow whereas i'm a known stick person oh i apologize you're right i'm sorry i'm sorry to bj and to his his baby mama mindy kelling chris do better alex we should talk about this book because that's you know i know you're excited about it (laughs) and jason and i um have zero basketball knowledge Mm, i wouldn't say zero but we're not we're not killing it um yeah we're, we're not we're not killing it. we're not big hoopers you know and i've got some friends that are um and i like the size of the players you know that's pretty cool um you know that they're big guys that are in good shape you know that's kind of my thing if you ask me he's i think he's kind of after the size of the bank accounts too no i would never i'm not a i'm not an nba known trophy wife chris black i'm not an nba wife i'm not an nba wife but i do think that the i mean i i would maybe do a I, i would you know i would let a uh a sixth man knock me up, maybe if the if the contract was guaranteed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not that's, gonna... that's actually a good question, Alex. If you were to you know lay down, share your life with an NBA player, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a in an arrangement of love forever, who would that person be? Man, that's a and it's not just based on looks. Yeah, that's yeah, everything. yeah. Let's 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 look at it holistically from a from a like how do you live your Get life? Get your head together? out of the fucking gutter. Yeah, bro. I think <laughs> we're not just talking about meat size, Alex. <laughs> clean your clean up your fucking act. I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be someone in in like a big city, like a New York or LA. Smart. So then you can kind of just piggyback off that lifestyle. You like to find a metropolitan baller. Yeah, it'd be one of those things. You know, you you get the prenup right, and then you know, you, <laughs> he's thought you about know, this. You know, catch him cheating and just and just <laughs> oh, take shit, half. He's the money. really thought about this. Yeah. So you're That's saying it. you're saying yeah. you're saying you're 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 doing a ring ceremony with Tristan Thompson is what you're saying? Exactly, fellow Canadian. Yeah, shout out Brampton. Alex, yeah. I didn't I didn't take you for a trapper, but I like your style. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot. Listen, man. I, I, it's, the, it's the immigrant mentality, man. It's always money first. Yeah. I like that. I have the immigrant mentality. Even, That's the thing it, with these ballers. You got to trap them. You do have to. You do have to trap them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Chris is Chris is an honorary immigrant for sure. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for so that. So Alex, gonna... Alex already has the app on his phone. He knows when he's ovulating, and he knows exactly when it's time to beat. <laughs> And that's how you get him. Man, I should I should have requested a show rundown before this. Damn, <laughs> Alex. There is no again, show rundown. Alex is once again spotted in the lobby of the Four Seasons in Atlanta, waiting on Tristan to come back from the <laughs> to come back from the game. I hate to see it, you know, because I I just recently had a nice uh, run in with with Russell Westbrook, who I thought was too 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 much of a star, but you know he's a really a down to earth guy and has a great body. He looked good in a skirt, so maybe I would go. Maybe I would go with with Westbrook. You know, it would be tough because he dresses like pretty bad most of the time, and he has that brand that isn't good. But maybe I could change him. That's really weird because most basketball players dress really well. Yeah, yeah, Alex. Why do basketball players dress like this, bro? We need ten thousand words on our our desk tomorrow. Yo, honestly, shout outs to League Fits. You know, I know the guys there, so I'm not gonna slander them. But yes, no, the, the NBA players. I mean, they just all wear the same like three designer brands. Right? Yeah. What is it like? You guys would know better. Like Rude, they wear. They a lot love of Rude. Rude. Jason. Rude, right? Jason likes Rude too because Jason yeah. has to dress like a basketball player because of his size. 
So it's a Miri. That's right, a Miri. I wear I wear rude at the airport just to let these motherfuckers know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? Actually, I was reading. I saw this tweet. I saw this tweet the other day. It's not basketball. It was a football player, Cordell Patterson. I don't know if he still plays, mm-hmm. but he said while he was playing, he would go buy clothes at Forever Twenty One. <laughs> Um, and just save money. And he said that it didn't matter because whenever you walked into the stadium, people just thought it was designer anyway. Shit. Which I thought was like super smart. That to is. Be honest. That, that sounds like smart. my girlfriend's mom <laughs> trying to justify going to TJ Maxx every day. That's some scammer shit right there. Yeah, I mean that's that is. It looks like designer. That is pretty. That is pretty smart though. I mean these guys just. I, I guess though, I will say that the league fits thing is a really interesting it's like created an entire industry, which I think is super cool and interesting. Like, I think that that whole thing didn't exist. And I think now if a basketball player, so weird- what, is, what is league fits for our listeners who don't know? Is that like the Vogue runway for NBA? So, so, so it's an official account that was created by uh, slam magazine, which is the most popular basketball magazine in the world. And they just basically post the f- tunnel photos of players as they come into the law from the channel mom. Yeah. And it's become a thing that's blown up. I think if you look at the numbers, I think they're past like maybe they're almost like, I feel like at a million followers. Yeah. It's, it's very, but it's, it's brilliant. Cause it's just like, it costs nothing to do. You just, you, you know, you get the photos from wire image or whatever you post them. Yeah. People debate it endlessly in the comments. Like it, it just, it never, it never, players love it. Yeah. Players, players love, it. love it. Yeah. Players love it. Cause these, I yeah, mean, this gives you a chance to show off. Yeah. I like it. It, it makes it, sense. But it didn't exist. I mean, it's, 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 and I, I don't think it exists in any other sport. Correct. Like they don't do that for football. Right. No, no. And maybe a little I, bit. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like it, if they tried, it just hasn't caught on. One of the things I do like about league fits, and like aside from the fact that obviously we agree that a lot of the fits are not good, is I feel like it gives exposure to a lot of guys who like people might not know. I see. Like like a guy averaging like seven points a game, like you like you guys who don't watch sports, like would never hear about them. Right. But it might be something that maybe the, a larger audience could kind of discover. But he's dripping yeah, yeah, yeah. in some chrome hearts, and suddenly yeah. we're adding. I, him to I our guess the most extreme team. example is PJ Tucker. Like, have you guys heard of PJ? Yeah, I know PJ Tucker. And the problem with PJ Tucker that I have is that his name yeah. sounds like a football player. It does not sound like a basketball player. <laughs> PJ Tucker yeah. does not sound like that a basketball player. Sounds like player. a female DJ a little bit. That's a, yeah, that's Kitty Say Words uh backup DJ. Uh he 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 wears um he he really loves to get his fits off. He he started as like the sneaker guy and now he's 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 at Fashion Week. What? Um like he's gone into the fashion. My thing with PJ is like and I've asked him about this a few times as he was blowing up, like he keeps insisting publicly that you know, he doesn't collect sneakers and he doesn't do this like for the fame. And for the love, which is like clearly not true. <laughs> At least I disagree. With sure. You. Like I just, I just feel like if you, if you're gonna if you're gonna put yourself out there and obviously give yourself a bigger platform, because otherwise you guys, the two of you, would never know. No, PJ definitely not. True. Without what he's doing. Right? So PJ's. So PJ's I feel like numbers, he should kind of embrace that. PJ's numbers ain't looking too good. No, but like he's always been just like a defensive player. Like he doesn't put up stats like mm-hmm. that, right? Like like he's like a glue guy on a team. Ooh. Um, they, he just won a championship. So. I like glue guy. That's what, you know, Jason's more yeah. of a glue guy and I'm more of a point guard. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say that? Wouldn't you agree, Jason? Yeah, that makes sense. But just with my past and huffing, it, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you throw in the huffing, it's over the top. Mm-hmm. But I do, I think, I think the NBA, the, the dressing, it's, it's also, and I, I when, I, when we talk about sports, I mentioned this because I think it's pretty cool too, or, or maybe not cool, but that, that, you know, with the NBA, you see these guys' faces all the time, and that's what makes them so famous. Whereas a football player, they got a helmet on, 
baseball players are fat and ugly. So basketball players is all it's all we got. It's all we got are these like beautiful specimens. You can see their faces. You know their tattoos. The whole thing. It's like it makes them so much more famous than any other sport as far as like facial. And we get to see a, a a nude exposed shoulder, and that gets me. Mm-hmm. What are than a Slurpee? You know, I mean, when you can when you can see a clavicle on a three point shooter. I mean that that is that's reason to pay for that league pass if you know what I'm saying, Jason. Yeah, no, I think that's actually that's really a that's a really good point. And the other thing is like the NBA. I always tell people like you don't even need to watch the games. Like if you just follow it on Twitter and and see like the things that the players are like saying to each other yeah. or like saying to their coaches and like all the stuff that goes viral. Like it's a soap opera half totally. the time. Like half the time, half of the guys want to be traded. Um, you know, ha- ha- half the superstars are trying to get their own players traded. Mm. You know, LeBron's been doing that his whole whole career. Like, I-, I love LeBron, but like, you know, he's gotten half his team traded everywhere he's That's gone. That's because LeBron's, LeBron's it's, it's, the boss. I love the no, drama. LeBron's the front office and the star. That's the beauty of that. Yeah. It's, it's messy. And then Le- LeBron, like, trying to rap lyrics on his IG story. Like, all of this stuff yeah. is just so entertaining. Who's going to be invited to Taco Tuesday? You, know, has a, <laughs> exactly. you can't sit with us at Taco Tuesday energy. But some of that stuff is great. Yeah, it's great. No, it's all great. I mean, Jason keeps trying to trade me to throwing fits, and I and the front office is refusing. So thank God for the front office. No, thank you, Jason. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do think LeBron – I mean, LeBron is – the LeBron rapping thing is – do you think that LeBron could put out an album – like '90s style, like the like the 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 meta world peace kind of vibe, or or <laughs> do you think he's more of just a fan because these guys are his friends? Yeah, I think LeBron's too rich and and successful to to put out a project that would kind of hit like the '90s hip hop crowd. It wouldn't work if LeBron got in the studio with you know Metro Boomin and put out a and put out like a mix. I feel I feel like LeBron would go the route of DJ Khaled. And just have like fifty five features on, on the album, Great call. and and get all the producers. Obviously, get the Drake verse. Mm-hmm. Um, probably call in all the favors. Rihanna too. I know Rihanna's a huge fan of LeBron. Mm. So Le- LeBron could put together like a turbo style, like uh, like DJ Khaled album on steroids. I, would I say. like that. I think LeBron I'm himself is on steroids. Is on steroids too. So that make, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I would like to see LeBron doing a little bit of like a Paris Hilton stars are blind thing. Just, just release one. Don't do a whole album and everything. Just, just do mm. one perfect song and then bow out forever living in infamy. Yeah. But look, I don't know, man, look, these guys, do you think they're actually, do you think they're all friends in a soap opera way? Yes. You know what I mean? Cause they like, play college together and shit. They play high school together and it's like, they talk shit, yeah. but at the end of the day, they just want to drink Casamigos and fucking smoke cigars. Yeah. A lot of them are friends. Um, I think they're the ones that aren't friends, you know, just cause you don't see them pop up on, on each other's IG feeds. And, and they're always kind of subtweeting each other in like post game interviews. One of them Word. is James Harden, James Harden and Chris Paul. Like they famously were on the Houston yeah. Rockets together. And, and Chris Paul has this leadership style. That's really grating on, on, on people after a while. Cause he just kind of gets in people's faces and, and James Harden. I mean, I'm sure you guys, you guys know a little bit about James. Well, Harden. I know that James, you know, he, he, he doesn't look yeah. like an athlete. Uh, when he shaves his beard, <laughs> when he shaves his beard, he literally like it, it's people would run away from him scared. Uh, sadly, this is a, I'm the James Harden of this podcast. I don't look like an athlete. If I lose, if I shave my beard, I lose all my swag sauce. And then you're the CP3 character, shorter and kind of a bullying management style, grading. 
What like kind of yeah? Tell, tell us, tell us more about CP. What's his What's his style? What do you mean? He's just on top of people, like like just won't let up kind of vibe. He's he's a micro. He's a micromanager. I think Jason put it really well. He was on. He was in LA for a bit with the Clippers with with Blake Griffin, and the same thing happened. You know, I think Chris just has such a like dominant personality that that that's just like you know if he's on the team, it's his team. And then meanwhile, you got younger guys like a Blake Griffin and James Harden. Who are like, nah, like I'm actually the one that's scoring 30 points a game. I'm the star. And, like, this basically. is my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So James Harden got Chris Paul out of there. He got Chris Paul traded. Um, and, and they hate each other. Like they shove each other. They do all these little things every time they play each other that, that you can tell they actually hate oh, each other. Oh, I like that. See, that's you, what they I, just I want, you just want to see him kiss. We need, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we need more hatred in sports. That's what I'm looking for. I want these guys to come to blows. You know, like when I was watching. Because a, a friend of ours that was on the show, Ryan Duffy, he he produced that the Mouse the Palace thing, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, that was great. Yeah, and I was just like, man, we need more of this. I think fans should get punched. Fuck these losers. Like, I don't know why. Like, I I think it should be. I think all athletes should take steroids, and you should be able to punch fans, and it would make it a lot more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always said baseball was the most entertaining when all the guys were on steroids. One hundred percent. Um. Like when Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, all those guys were on steroids. Like it was so fun to watch. Talking about the Bash Brothers. Are you talking about the Bash yeah, Bros? Shouts to the Bash I watched Brothers. the Bash Bros thirty for thirty on a plane actually because that was my era. Like when I, I, I think I was young enough where I actually still played baseball. And those guys, yeah, they. When you look at them now, they look insane. Like Mark McGuire looks like he's gonna rent you a speedboat at Lake Havasu. <laughs> like he, he looks so crazy. Like they all actually. Just- Mark Mark McGuire. Fun fact: the the Starbucks by my house growing up in Huntington Beach, there is an autographed Mark McGuire jersey in that location because that's his local. That's his local Starbucks. Wow, I don't know if you're allowed to do that as a franchise owner. That seems a little off brand for Starbucks. And then one time, Jose Canseco made fun of me at a diner, <laughs> and I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> What do you mean? Too big. No, but shouts to uh, shouts shouts to Barry Bonds. Like Barry Bonds, one of my that was my favorite athlete Barry Bonds growing up. Like, this guy was hitting 70, 70 home runs a game, just telling the media to fuck off, and like generally being an asshole. And while like his head was just growing because he was taking <laughs> steroids, and and he was just amazing. Like like I, I know uh, again, I'm not trying to get too deep into the sports, but this guy had an on base percentage of like over 500. Oh my man's he got, got the, on base Jason, more my than man, half my the man's time. got fucking numbers, bro. He he said he said I don't just like Barry Bonds because he had a big old head. I liked him because of his his game. You know, and that's something that we could learn from a little bit because we're a little head too- game was good, <laughs> but in that head. Contain some game. Alex, as a member of the sports media, you know, uh, what what do you think about all these athletes, specifically tennis, our preferred sport, refusing to talk to the media? We're not going to do a press conference. Do you think they're being crybabies, cry or do you think that this is, like, the new wave? Well, the thing for me is, like, I get where they're coming from, but, like, you know, when I put my, whatever, media hat on, you know, I, I do believe, like, it does hurt the access. But I also think a lot of sports media people on the other side are crybabies as well. Yeah. Because, like, they don't, they don't want to hear that Naomi Osaka is actually dealing with all of this shit. Right. Makes their job be harder. Yeah. And, and I think, the yeah, what was she sports, dealing with? Cause it's weird. Cause she was dealing with something, but then I saw her at the Met Gala. So that's kind of crazy. I don't know. That's kind of crazy. That, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll leave that one to you, Chris, but, um, but, but, you know, I think the thing is like a lot of sports media people, the problem is, and maybe a lot of the more prominent ones and especially white sports media members love to center these conversations back on themselves. 
which I think is the problem. Are you? It sounds like it sounds like you're talking about podcasters, but continue. It sounds like podcasters. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I love you guys, man. Didn't I say <laughs> no, this? Not at the us, top? not us. But yeah. just podcasters in general, where it's like I have a very important question to ask you, and then as soon as I ask you that question, I'm going to then tell a story about how it affected my <laughs> life. And then by the time I'm done with that story, you'll forget what I even asked you in the beginning. No, 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 no. But that's podcasting because I feel like this is a specific problem with sports media. Okay. Like across across the different sports is that because they have to fill up so much airtime and have to talk about these things every day. Like some of these topics, I think it goes back to when we were talking about like, I don't know, like Ted Lasso and Marvel movies. Those should be a five minute conversation. But instead, when Naomi Osaka does something or when Kyrie Irving decides to take two weeks off from his team in the middle of the season, it has to be like 12 hours of coverage yeah. every Around day. Around the clock, ESPN Friday. So like, coverage. They set, a, they set up the war room. What are you going to talk about at some point? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you I, think it could be? I mean, I, d- I think that the problem is is that when people are paid like sums of money that, that most people can't comprehend, they just can't wrap their head around having any problems which i'm I'm guilty of that to an extent too i'm like bro you're you got a hundred million dollars like figure it out uh unfortunately that is not the reality uh you know what i mean but i also think with athletes specifically they're so young it's like kind of crazy like when you think about how young some of these people are when this starts and and this is the only i mean you know the reality is too for most of them this is the only thing they know how to do they can't pay a bill they can't go to the grocery store all they can do is fucking play basketball play tennis play football whatever it is so I mean, you know, you you they can't even be, wipe their own ass. They definitely can't. That's what that's what you're someone like you is for, Jason. Um, but the mm-hmm. they they are and the wiper. They are yeah. They are. Um, but they're they're so uniquely. It's just such a weird thing to do for a living. You know what I mean? You're literally playing a meaningless game for an absolute fortune, and people love you for it. And when you think about it, when you when you kind of zoom out and think about it that way, it's pretty twisted. Damn, Chris been Chris been taking the edibles. I like it. <laughs> no, no, this is, I love I love getting the sports takes out of Chris, man. This is great. Um, no, I, I think I think the other thing people ignore too when it comes to talk about athletes and media is you know media originally like when you talk about like the seventies or the eighties, like to be on a magazine cover to get a feature story, like all of that stuff. That was great promo. That was the only way. That was the only way. Yeah. That was, that was the only way, like when, when I, you know, when I did this book, like I talked to people, you know, from, from the seventies who were like photographers at sports illustrated who were like, yeah, like the first time people discovered someone like Larry bird was when he popped up in the mailbox on the cover of sports illustrated. Yeah. Now you hear about these basketball players from the time legit, like when they're like age eight mm-hmm. and, and they're coming through the system. But then when you talk about the biggest stars in the world, like the Naomi Osaka's or even the LeBron's, like they're doing all of us media members a favor if they toss us an interview. But the, but the problem is they're going to toss that interview to whoever they know at ESPN or some kind of exclusive, you know, with, with the New York Times. And they want, like they want the softball. They want the softball. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like athletes um, are starting to lose, kind of maybe not realize that, like, if you do let someone do a real story on you where people actually get to see your world in a way that's not protected there is still a benefit there. Like not everything has to go on players tribune and like ghost written by somebody, you know? Cause like after you read five of those articles and listen, I'm not trying to denigrate, like a lot of these athletes come from hard places and have had a, you know, tough yeah. kind of upbringings. Yeah. I think those stories are important to share, but on an, on another hand, if you let like a talented magazine writer, just, just kind of follow your life yeah. for like a week and tell a story that people have never seen. Right. Cause like, I don't remember the last time, 
I read a story about LeBron that I knew wasn't kind of just in a controlled environment. Yeah. And like famously, there was an ESPN writer, I think this would have been like over a decade ago, who actually got access and followed him inside like a club in Vegas uh, during the early part of his career and like wrote all these things. And it wasn't even scathing. Um, it was just like LeBron, uh, you know, bottle service, mm-hmm. just having a good time at the club, talking shit. Hell yeah. And mm-hmm. they made ESPN uh, completely like delete the piece. Like it disappeared. Too much money in the line. But that's, I mean, I'm I mean not- we like to see that. I think it's all just like the Marvel movies. It's all about the kids. I think that's what it boils down to. Because we used to see like, in, you know, in the yep. 60s, NFL players are smoking cigarettes on the line in between, you know, like there, there was some bad boy shit going on. And that's the way we liked it. It was real athletes being real, real athletes, and now it's just well. I like your, the fact your that franchise. I like the fact that we try to pretend that these guys aren't at the club when it, they're doing ads for like Mountain Dew, which is arguably worse. Like they're able to shill anything, but they can't like drink with their friends. We all know they're doing it. I mean, it, I I just don't think that I'm. I don't know how long that's going to hold up, but yeah, I mean, that's the new reality for sure. Yeah, that part is disappointing, and, and to be honest, like. The pandemic's throwing a wrench too, because like a lot of us, because like I, I cover the NBA here in in Toronto. And did you hit the bubble, bro? No, I didn't go to the bubble. They invited like eight people to the bubble. Yeah, I should have used my Asian card. No, they had some Asians there. Maybe next year, Wong. Yeah, <laughs> but like, um, but like uh, the pandemic too. Like we don't get access. Like we don't get to go to locker rooms. And a lot of these teams now are, are I'm not. I don't want to say they're using the pandemic as an excuse. They are. But like it's a very easy excuse for them to be like, you know, we we can't give you access to mm-hmm. these people. And for a lot of us, um, like that's the lifeblood of like how we get assignments and how we do jobs. Like actually going to the locker room and like finding stories and doing. That hold stuff. on, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me you're in there. You're you you see these guys changing clothes and stuff. Oh yeah yeah yeah. After games. Yeah yeah. We just stand there. Uh, it's it's the most awkward thing. It is is the most awkward thing. It's just like fifty reporters and like eight players mm-hmm. just standing. So these guys yeah. these guys get off the court, they're toweling off, and you guys are just standing there waiting for them to talk. Yeah, waiting for them to say the same three things that they always say after a win or a loss. Yeah, we play <laughs> we played you know we played great defense tonight. You know what I mean? Um, and you know I think that the better just... team won. The better team won today. <laughs> you know we got a lot to work on. You no, know, that's really it. But like as as a freelancer, I'm always in there trying to find like those cool like one on one stories of or, or if I'm working on like a story angle and all of that stuff. But yes, there's a lot of just standing and waiting while while uh, the players get dressed. Yeah, there's too much money at stake. Everyone's afraid to say anything, but we, we our guys played hard. We'll get them next time. They got us on the D in the third quarter. You know, like they can't say any, they can't be like, fuck that shit. I got fouled with some bullshit on, you know, at the ninth minute bubble. Like they can't say anything cool or <laughs> no, interesting. They, no, they literally can't. No, no, you're right, Jason. Because like the minute they say any of that stuff, the NBA comes down and finds yeah, it. Yeah, and even after you retire and you leave the NBA, they're like, oh, if you want to be a, a, a NBA sportscaster, you want to get Charles Barkley's job, you gotta you gotta stay in line as well. You can't be saying anything too controversial. No, go ahead. No one will do an interview. Beyonce, I mean, you know, these people don't do interviews. They do these like super controlled, you know, there's no, but at some point in your career, you were doing like the embedded journalist, like I'm going to spend three or four days with someone and really get the story. And you're saying that's just no longer accessible. And like, listen, man, there's a lot of, a lot of writers, you know, that, that are a lot greater than me in this space, but like, debatable. I'm not asking them to pick me, but it's like, you know, they should stop just handpicking the same people that you know are going to do the same story, right? And I think LeBron's probably a bad example just because he's, like, at the very top. Like, he's got his own, like, Hollywood stuff going on. Like, like he's not even an athlete at this point, mm. right? Like, like I mean, his slogan's literally more than an athlete. Um, but, like, 
just with regular players now, I feel like a lot of the agents and the publicists and then their own people that they work with, number one, either they own, they make their own content. You know, a lot of people just have cameras following them around doing documentaries. But again, you're doing like a one-sided documentary because it's just your own people doing it. The documentary shit is getting out of control. Whether it's music or it's athletes, it's like, I don't need to see that. If you get final cut, I don't want to see it. If, if like yeah exactly that's, Ser- that's serena that's serena doc we've talked about this before that serena doc was one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life it was it was unwatchable it, it's just that's what they all are they're all just these kind of glowing portrayals and it's like they show these like faux struggles but it's not it's not compelling yeah and, and like the one example i can give so like um sergi baka so he's on the la clippers now oh you worked on the cooking show right yeah so i was i was a I was asked to to be a producer on the show and mostly my job was scripting, just scripting stuff for him and coming up with questions when like Kawhi Leonard would come in or like when Jeremy Lin would come in. And like one of the things that we had to talk to him about, cause like he's such a serious guy on the court. Like he's choked guys out on the court before and stuff. Like he'll fight people. Yeah. He's intense on the court, but off the court, he had this personality that he didn't really bring out until yeah, that show. Yeah. Right. And we had to convince him. I remember when I ran some jokes by him or told him he should do this. He's like, yo, people are going to say I look stupid. And I was like, listen, there's a fine line. Like, we're not trying to make you look stupid. Like, this is how you are, like, in the kitchen and how you are around the players. Let people see that side. And, like, I'm not going to take credit for, for, like, bringing that out. But it's like, it was it was a struggle at first to kind of convince them to come out. And I think that's a really good example of, like, just something organic happening. It was a he just wanted it to really do a worked. The show. show is fucking great. It's funny. Like yeah. it's funny. I don't yeah. like cooking and I don't like basketball and I watch that show. Yeah. You would never know Sergi Baca the name, um, because you don't watch sports. Oh, I, but look, you, I know, know Sergi Baca. I know Sergi Baca because he's a he him <laughs> him and I were wearing skirts in Paris together and we compared them. I know I, I know oh, him shoot. Pers- that's I know right. Him personally. Yeah, I only know him personally. I don't know his work that well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What what was his Chris has it Chris has his old phone number saved. Not the new one. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, have it. Yeah, if you have it, it's quite, it went green. I don't know if you got a new phone or if you you know what if you maybe got a Samsung deal probably or something. What that is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh did what what was he was he actually a good cook though, or was he just having fun with it? No, he's having fun with it. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I've seen yeah. his little videos. Serge ain't really with it. But great. <laughs> Great. No, on no, screen, I, I know. Great I know. He. Time. I know. He cooks day to day, but on the show, he definitely. He definitely has a team. Yeah, but it's funny. It was really. It was really. He's funny. making this little funky ass lobster mac and cheese shit. <laughs> eating rattlesnake sausage. I mean, he served a beef. He served a beef penis pizza to Kawhi Leonard. Like he started doing like. <laughs> Just like outrageous kind yeah, of. Yeah, I shock saw some rattlesnake shit. Damn, that sounds that. like Cana- that sounds like <laughs> Canadian chef Maddie Matheson. Maybe he took a maybe he took a a, a oh. bite from his burger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that's nice, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tried the beef penis pizza. It was good, by the way. Yo, pause. Damn, I, I, damn, you're a freak, bro. <laughs> shit, that's a big pause. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, I'll eat anything, man. Oh, do you have an iron stomach? I think so. Just no spicy foods. Yeah, I was about to say you were you were saying earlier. Basically, I'm bitch made. I can't eat spicy shit. And now you're saying I'll eat anything. Listen, man, I contain multitudes. I'm definitely bitch made. I think he's talking about like Subway and stuff like that, not like bulb testicles. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely bitch made, but I'll also just eat anything as long as it's not too. <laughs> yeah, spicy. I'm the same way. Is it free? Let's eat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's good to try new things, man. It's good to try. Why? New why? Things. Are there foods that? Well, I know Chris, you like just don't eat, but like Jason, are there? <laughs> Are there foods that like you just will be like no, like I just won't I mean, try this stuff like eating brains like I'm, I've had it before and it was it was fine but it's not like you don't need it again I'm, I'm never craving it 
Oh, really? You're yeah, not craving? I, I, yeah, I mean, I think stuff like I've that. Heard you, I've heard you crave brain before, dog. Chris, don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> Come on, Chris. I'm sorry. Jeez I'm sorry. Louise. I'm sorry. I got to keep it PG. I uh, know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would say that stuff. And then a lot of like the, the kind of like cartilage stuff. Yeah, see, I love the cartilage stuff. Yeah, I know. And a lot of people, I, know, I, I try to learn how to love it. And we, in certain applications, I like it. But some of it where it's just so cartilage forward. i think it's the texture yeah i mean a yeah, lot of people just texture. tell me it's the texture like the sea cucumber type with. of shit it's it's a little like my white little mouth can only take so much you smell me what kind of what kind of chef are you well you can only take such a, so much of a pounding no no i'm i'm just like you man i'm not a big i don't cook man like i'll i'll go out to eat yeah smart yeah we go we go to restaurants hell yeah restaurant hive stand up yeah one day i'll be there jason maybe if you cooked for yourself last night you wouldn't be in this little position you're in right now ever think about that yeah, I fucked up, bro. I fucked up big time. My my chick. What happened, Jason? You got you got a you got a tummy ache. I got, What's I got, going on? I got FP food poisoning. Oh, gastroenteritis. Yeah. Do not try to do not try to make do not try to make FP a thing. You fucking loser. No, make FP a thing. I like FP. <laughs> I yeah. caught some. I caught some bad field greens or something. I don't know. I ate a bad. Yeah. Some type. It was it was eating salad, which is a notorious FP <laughs> causer. And I woke up three in the morning belly on swole and <laughs> I, I was i've been i've been going number three all morning i peeled myself off the couch five minutes before this podcast i'm like i thought alex i thought he wasn't alex gonna I, God I, damn it. I thought he wasn't gonna make it to this podcast and i was like bro i can't talk to this guy about basketball for an hour like i need you dog <laughs> we, we could have done it we, we could have no, of course it. we could have yeah. done it uh, of course we could have done you it. could have but would you want a podcast without me alex be honest no, that, no, no, no. You you need the full how long gone experience. No, the restaurant thing is funny because like, like with ham, no burger without TJ involved. My my dad, my dad hates going out to eat. So my dad used to like own a restaurant and like he he's he's a great cook. Every time we go out to a Chinese restaurant, he'll complain about all the food. That sounds like Jason. And he'll go as far as asking. He'll his go to move is asking if the chef is on vacation. <laughs> oh, like he'll ask. Like that's like oh, he just yeah. does that. That's yeah. a good one. And I'm like, what? I'm like, they haven't even brought out all the food yet. Like, can you just like at least wait till <laughs> they the end? just like, poured our water? Yeah, so can't bring that guy. Can't bring that guy anyway. But does it? Does that get thing? Does that get shit done though? That's the that's the question though. Like, obviously, no, it makes even you care. It makes he, you embarrassed. It makes your family embarrassed. But does that actually like get the food out better? No, he just wants to do it so he can say he did it. No, I, I'm not even embarrassed. I respect okay. it. It's actually kind of it's actually kind of wild that he would just do. But that. what kind of restaurants do they one. do? They want to go to Chinese restaurants? Does he want to go to like Shake Shack? Yeah. So he doesn't do. He doesn't like. He likes going to Chinese restaurants. Well, aside from complaining about it, but if you bring them to like American places. You know, like American food, Canadian food. He thinks they're all too expensive. Mr. Wong's not wrong. Yeah, he's not. But also, yeah. yeah but if I'm if he's chef. a Chinese food chef, then he's like, why? I, I'm only going to go to a Chinese restaurant just so I could judge it and be like, oh, my shit's better. But yeah, he literally just wants to go to shit on it, and he gets like some pleasure out of it. So yeah. Whenever I go out to a restaurant, I only, I always try to go to a place where it's like you guys are making food that I can't make at home for whatever reason, the skill or the equipment or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? But if it's just like I'm gonna go get a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich or like some scrambled eggs, like no, I'll just eat that shit at home. But if I'm going, just like you know, you got the crazy wok burner in the back, and you guys are flipping and and dipping some squids and shit like that, then I'm not gonna do that at home. So I'm I'm more than happy to spend my money. But I I do like to judge, like Mr. Wong. My dad's he's a wild boy, man. Like I remember, so I went to Atlanta a few years ago, um, and 
I stopped by this vintage store and he's a, my dad's a huge golfer. He's retired. He's actually a licensed golf instructor. Love this. So he loves, he loves all the golf stuff. So then I found this like vintage masters tournament t-shirt for yeah. him that I thought he would just absolutely love. And I was like, wow, what a great find. I bring it to him. Um, and you know, we go out for dim sum. When I come back, I hand it to him. I'm like, yo, I got this just for you. Like I thought you'd enjoy it. He looks at it twice and he says, there's a stain here. It's used. <laughs> And then he throws it back at me. That's and like, I yeah, and I respect that. I respect. I that. like this guy. This guy sounds cool. I guess I do too. I think he raised you right. That's the feeling I'm getting from you. You seem like mm. a, a well-adjusted cat. Yeah, I'm bitch made, but well-adjusted. You know, that's <laughs> that's the, kind of the nature. Oh, yeah, you're, you're Canadian. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's that was that was in your yeah, bro. You you listen to Majid Jordan, bro. It's not your fault. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, Alex. What's uh what's the book called? Let's let's tell our listeners about the book so they can go cop. Yeah. So uh, cover story is the name of the book. Uh, just just Google cover story. Alex Wong. It's out on October 19th. It's uh, a series of behind the scenes stories about some of the most famous uh, basketball related magazine covers from uh, 1984 to 2003. So I interviewed a bunch of just writers, editors, photographers, people who are involved with some of some of the most famous uh, magazine covers to tell tell a backstory and hopefully weave together a story um, for people who are into sports or not into sports that that they can they can really enjoy and you know go and support go and pre-order man so i can get a new civic damn they got this shit at target yeah i'm tired of this 2001 honda civic i need an upgrade so just if if that's what you need the push you know we call this the we'll call the gone effect you'll be number one in sports books and amazon tomorrow i love it yeah and you can follow him uh, on instagram at steven lebron can I explain why that is? Sure. Oh, I could, I could take a best. wild guess what the reference is, but please go ahead. No, no. So like I used to, so I used to be a, an accountant and I used to work like nine to five. And that's when I joined Twitter about like a decade ago. And like, I used to just tweet about my work um, and just like, you know, make fun of my boss and stuff like that. So like, I needed like a, I needed like a name that wasn't traced back to me. And the day that I signed up for all the social accounts, there was a newspaper headline that said Cleveland's LeBron suspended 50 games for steroids, like a clickbait. And it turned out to be a Cleveland uh, baseball minor league pitcher named Steven LeBron. Damn. <laughs> so I just picked that. That's good. And then it stuck. Sometimes I, sometimes I get tagged in LeBron James stuff. Like when LeBron James has a bad game, I guess like if people type in LeBron on Twitter, yeah, you'll pop up. Like it pops long. up first. Yeah. Stuff like that. I've also had an actual Steven LeBron reach out to me. Oh, I like being that. like. Why is this your name? Yeah, it's like, yeah. bitch, cut the check. I'll maybe yeah. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I was kind of scared I was gonna get sued, but that never happened, so it's all good. <laughs> no, he's Stephen LeBron think you can get is sued for having a Twitter name. Don't Stephen LeBron is not litigious. We're friends. Uh, all right, uh, Alex, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for joining us, guys. Go cop the book um, uh, and follow Alex on uh, Instagram and Twitter for all your basketball news. And uh, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you. Um, at at, at uh, Sam James Coffee, you know, next time I'm in town, we'll hit the we'll hit Trinity Bellwoods, bro. Oh shit! All right, let's do All it. Right. Oh, by the way, by the way, one last thing, J- uh, Jason, can you put um, something from Sound Bombing Two <laughs> as as the outro music? When I listen to this tomorrow in in my old one uh, Honda Civic, I will want it to fucking hit at the end. All right, done and done. It, it won't be the first time Sound Bombing Two appears on this episode uh, or on this podcast, but I'll make sure that it's not the Eminem verse. Um, <laughs> there's so many. How do you pick just one song from Sound Bombing? 
Thank you for that, Jason. Thank you for that. that. That's helping everyone, actually. Thank you for that. I'll rip it straight from my vinyl. I have doubles. It's not a big deal. <laughs> God damn it. All right, it's time to go. Thanks, Alex. Have a good one, bro. We'll talk to you soon. Do you Thank know you. I'm America. Your bleeding heart, liberal dribble gets squashed. Watch them with stubble eyes. Rhyme patriot got it. Weaponry bomb for the makers of devious hearts. I'm America. You bitchy little dogs don't even phase my basic policy to bomb smarter. My Ronald Reagan's crush Carter. With bad pick tactics, making young men in the martyrs. Come to my happy promised land. Smiley face opportunity cipher and jump on a cold pension plan. A proletarian crushing state of the union between serpentine words and mass confusion. Of media control blurb advertising disillusionment. Your family will love my low rent, low life, no brain reality dagger. Movement. Hop over the border for amusement. Try to test the waters that the other slaughter crews bail You up again, Jesus freak. Forming corporations and young Republicans. Uh, Indelible NATO force hitting agenda pumping government. I'm loving it. Keep the people guessing who I'm running with. Control the population and hide behind sacred covenant. Fucking with me. Please, look for wildlife burning gasoline seeds. Standing on a magnetic third world planet with metal plates in the knees. Can't you hear the disenchanted heartless screaming?